When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Sullivan really deep. Sullivan snaps it. It's on its way. And it is a win for the Blues. They've done it again. Two weeks running, and it's a drop goal late. That's the difference. Yeah, that was the difference. Hell of a drop goal there from Zan Sullivan under a pressure situation to get the Blues up 20-17 to 17 over the Waratahs to maintain that amazing winning run that they now take into the playoffs this weekend. Uh, joining us now to talk about that action over the weekend and uh, what's coming forward in first uh, weekend of playoffs. What he is, uh, of course, Justin Marshall, former great All Black and uh, Sky commentator as well. Justin, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Smithy. Well, what a weekend of Super Rugby it was, I must say. Holy moly. That would have upset quite a few multis and uh, tipping competitions because there were some unpredictable results in there. Oh, look, there were. I mean, who would have at any stage thought Moana Pacifica could knock over the Brumbies? But they did, and what a great finale for their season. Absolutely was. It was a fairy tale finish for them, really, because they have had some really heartbreaking moments throughout the season. Uh, they've been in the fight for, for a lot of games, and obviously, when you think about their dynamic, the thing that really let them down this year was their line-out more defence, uh, and, and in general a platform that they found difficult to have the whole season. But they always had the flair, the razzle-dazzle in them. And when they could get in the fight and stay in games, um, they were capable of winning them. A couple of great upsets, beating the Hurricanes and the Brumbies in that last game, um, I think just put a fitting little finish to their, to, to what was a really uh, rewarding effort for them in their first year of Super. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, you know, you, you just look forward to what might happen and, and their, with them and the drawer, perhaps. Now that... Uh, they've they've done what they had to do. They've got credibility. I, th- I think it's fair to say they've got cred out of the season, haven't they? And that might just mean other players want to play for them as well. I certainly think it's so in both cases. You know, the, the drawer as well. You know, what a, an absolute spectacle for the game that was in Latoka. Uh, and even their game up in Suva uh, against the Highlanders was just a great advocate for how the game can grow in other areas apart from New Zealand and Australia. Uh, Injection of both of those sides uh, this season have been amazing. They've shown that they're not getting 50, 60 points, put them on the, at the weekends, and they can compete. So uh, really, really successful seasons for both of them. Obviously, they'd like to perform better, but you know it takes time to learn the process, to learn how the attrition uh, of this competition can affect you, to manage your squad. Um, they need to grow... There's no doubt about that, but like you say, hopefully their performances will A, retain some of the superstars that they've got in their teams and they don't get you know, get those players leaving um, for overseas contracts because they perform so well. And then B, uh, if those players stay, 
other players uh, take up the opportunity to go play for one of those sides. Let's go back to uh, Friday night, which was uh, effectively the start of the weekend. The Crusaders 28, the Reds 15. At times, the Crusaders looked vintage, and then at times, they didn't. They just uh, fell off the pace a wee bit. And on top of that, they lost Pablo Montero, who has been cleared to play in the playoffs. So a couple of issues to talk about there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, obviously, they did lose Pablo Montero with that yellow card, and then they had to sort of see whether or not there's going to be any further... Uh, repercussions of his actions. Uh, fortunately for them, um, what was deemed to be uh, penalised on the field was enough of a penalty given the, the the crime. So he's able to now be cleared to play, which is great news for them. Um, certainly by certainly by what Scott Robertson uh, said to us after the game um, in his post-match interview and the players to a degree, it wasn't a vintage performance. Uh, at, at times, he felt that they were just sort of cruising through the game and, and couldn't really find the second gear when they needed it. But they always had the game under control. I don't think you ever really thought that the Reds were going to win that game. Um, a game filled of a lot of kicking and a lot of mistakes. So I would imagine that both teams will sit down, review their performances, and given that it's knockout next Friday night when they face each other again, and they've obviously just played each other, um, that will get a much better quality game. Um, I'm sure that that'll be the case come Friday. Do you read much into the fact that uh, the Hurricanes and Highlanders, of course, both got through, uh, the Highlanders by the skin of uh, their teeth, really, uh, lost the sides to, that uh, aren't playing in the playoffs? Do we read anything to that or, that, or do we just look at uh, the, the sides that they picked and perhaps that they were just pacing themselves through? Because the Highlanders, I don't think, could ever have afforded to do that. No, they couldn't have. And, and there's nothing like having a bit of momentum and confidence going into knockout rugby because, you know, you need to make sure that what you're executing on the field, the way that you're playing, the shape that you're playing, the pattern, you, you're all feeling confident that that's good enough to win rugby games for you. So when you're scraping your way through on bonus points and losing games, it, it creates self-doubt. And, and why wouldn't it? And so, look, I, I don't think those results will help either one of those sides. Um, I certainly think that uh, the, the, the momentum that they should be taking into quarterfinals has been lost, and it'll take a lot of hard mental attitude this week from the coaches to get the players into a headspace uh, that they can go out there and, and win, win a rugby game that they should be winning. Because both of those sides should have completely won those games at the weekend with their pedigree, the players that they've got, they were clear favourites in both instances, and they let themselves down. So, yeah, that, that, that um, is really disappointing from, from both of those sides, and now they've got a face going into a game off the back of a loss, which I don't think is healthy. OK, so le- just before we look at what's coming up, can we, can we safely say that uh, Australian sides and uh, have closed the gap this year, or, or do we not say that yet? I think we can safely say it, Smithy, but I, I think what I'd be concerned about if I was those Australian franchises, and in particular Dave Rennie, who, who will be casting his eye over the performances, he would have been really pleased with what he saw in the first two rounds when we when the amalgamation happened. Really competitive, you know, Waratahs tipping up the Crusaders, the Brumby sticking along nicely. Um, the Reds, probably the one team that sort of fell away, but in general, in general had really lifted their competitiveness uh, and, and they were looking good. Since then, when the pressure's come on, 
and, and must-win games have happened, but they've gone, gone missing. And I think, you know, that, that, that's what happens on the big stage and big environment and test matches, you know, when you want your big players stepping up. Well, let's use the Brumbies, for example. 11 Wallabies. And when they've needed to win games, a big game against the Crusaders at home, a game against Moana Pacifica at the weekend to take momentum into the competition, apart from the performance against the Chiefs, they've gone missing. Mm. And you might look at them saying, yeah, OK, they've made some progress in terms of their skill set, their physicality, their competitiveness. But when it comes down to the crunch, they, they've gone missing. And, and I'd be really, really worried about that because that's a big game environment where you need experienced international players stepping up and getting the job done. Let's look at uh, the first up game this weekend then, and it's uh, a repeat. Uh, Crusaders against the Reds. It's been 21 years uh, since Brad Thorne and uh, Razor have played alongside each other uh, for the Crusaders. 21 years. So uh, here they are uh, against each other back-to-back Friday night. Do you see the Reds being able to turn it round in that space of time? Um, in a word, no. I think they are a side that is capable of putting the Crusaders under pressure. Um, up front, I thought they actually, uh, throughout the course of the game, were quite competitive, which surprised me. I thought the Crusaders would flex their muscles and bully them off the park. But in general, they had put quite a good platform. They didn't get the ball into the hands of Vunivalu and Pattaya, some of their key strike players, uh, X-Factor players, enough in that game. I expect Brad Thorne will overlook the game plan from last weekend ago. Crusaders' defence really stifled us. They shut them down 10 to 15 metres either side of the ruck and they couldn't get those players into the game. So expect them to be in the game a lot more. If they're going to push the Crusaders and put themselves into a position uh, to try and win the game, they'll need those players in the game more. I'm not sure what the situation with James O'Connor is, but if he comes back, he will make a massive difference to their DNA and the way that the way that the game's controlled. They'll be competitive, Smithy, but in general, when you look across both sides and the Crusaders being at home in their conditions, they'll fall short the Reds, I think. Saturday, 4.35 game. Chiefs, Waratahs, Michael Hooper once again coming over to New Zealand soil to try and upset the apple cart. Hasn't had a great record at doing it. What about this weekend? To me, mate, the Waratahs are actually a better side when they're away from Sydney, to be perfectly honest. I don't mm. know why, but they seem to have, they seem to galvanise a bit better. I think they they do get tighter when they're faced with a bit of adversity, and adversity is going to try and win a game in Hamilton against the Chiefs, um, who, who are looking much better, uh, given they've got the likes of Brodie Retallick back. Um, you know, they, they had a hell of a battle in Latoka. Like, I wouldn't wish that game on my mother-in-law, to be perfectly honest. So the fact they managed to get through there reasonably unscathed, they'll just take that result and move on. It's not an easy task, and many teams would have struggled in that environment. So they'll be pleased with what they got out of that game, and it really did, at times, look like they were uh, in total control of that match. So, yeah, it's a difficult ask for the Waratahs, but, you know, they've got the firepower. They've got a really good game pattern. They When they get their strength, into the game, which is their loose forwards, the likes of Gamble, as you mentioned, Hooper playing well. Um, Panisi, I'm not sure where he is, but if he gets back into the centres, they're capable. That, that's possibly the game of the weekend, that one. OK, I uh, look forward to that. I also look forward to 
I always look forward to uh, Otago teams, the Highlanders travelling to Eden Park because they just seem to find something up there over the years. But um, have have they the ability to find enough to beat this pretty hot Blues team? On, on current evidence, no. Uh, they, they're going to have to find something different, something special. I'm not sure where they sit with Mitch Hunt. I believe that he's going to be touch and go for the weekend. I certainly think that they need to obviously be at, at as full strength as they possibly can be. Uh, I do fear that they're lacking um, some, some real genuine finish, finishes out wide. Um, you know, they've got good, solid players out there, but when you look at the Blues back three, you know, it's horses for courses. So, yeah, they're going to have to... Well, well, put it this way. Tony Brown is going to have to sit down and go, righto, boys, Eden Park against a team that's absolutely on fire. What we have been doing has not been working. What we're going to have to do is this. He's going to have to come up with a piece of genius in terms of a game plan that the Blues and Leon McDonald are not expecting and absolutely throw the kitchen sink at this game. Why not? They've got absolutely nothing to lose. They shouldn't be in the quarterfinals. They don't deserve to be there, losing as many games as they have. They've been given a massive lifeline by, by the structure of the competition. So just go out there and throw something at the Blues they have not seen this year because Tony Brown, with his coaching genius, is capable of producing something like that. I, I look forward to it. Yeah, I look forward to that, that game as well. Uh, I also look forward to uh, the Hurricanes popping over to Canberra. They might not, but it's always a tough proposition there against the Brumbies, who I, I just can't get a read on the Brumbies. As you said, against the Chiefs, I thought they were, they were a real possibility to wrap this thing up. All of a sudden, I, I don't see that. And the same group of, uh, of, of Brumbies players, really well coached. Yeah, a couple of really top coaches I've got with them. Dan McKellar, of course, Laurie Fisher, who's been around since the arc. Um, but... But uh, I just wonder whether they're, they're keeping their powder dry a wee bit and, and they have got something left. One word springs to mind when I think about them at the moment, Mizzy, and that's fragile. I think they're yeah. so mentally uh, in a really bad headspace. And, and why wouldn't they be? You know, that must have been a, a huge blow to their ego getting beaten um, on, on, on the weekend by Minor Pacifica. Uh, a game that they were probably looking just to get their ship back um, on a straight on a straight and narrow line and uh, they found themselves terribly wanting and were comprehensively beaten. So mentally, you know, they, they won't be in a great headspace. Um, the Hurricanes, obviously, you will expect a response after that result. Uh, you get you get Artie Savia back in the starting jersey, um, you know, Geordie Barrett back in the mix and, you know, the, the Hurricanes are one of those sides that you just do not want to meet. Do not want to meet if, if you're... It's like the Blues sitting at the top of the table. You don't want to be playing them in a quarterfinal. So, equally, the Brumbies won't want to be playing them in Canberra. I, I, I believe with the state that the Brumbies are in at the moment that the Hurricanes will win that match. There you go. I'll put my... Oh, no, I won't put that on it. I'll just beat you up here. No, you still need, that. You still need those. Uh, here's the thing. Um... I just think now, this is traditionally the time the All Black selectors say they're really interested in current form because Ireland series just around the corner. They've always said they really start looking in earnest around about playoff time. Uh, if you had to pick out one or two players under the most pressure, the incumbents, perhaps perhaps who would they be? In the, in the forwards, in the type five or further afield? Um, I certainly think um, quite possibly at halfback. Um, you know, Aaron Smith is obviously a bit of a victim of the way that the Highlanders have been playing. And you look at the injection that 
Fakataba made when he came into the match yesterday. Uh, the former Finley Christie and Brad Weber at the moment. Um, I don't doubt the pedigree of Aaron Smith and his competitiveness and how good he can be. But at the moment, the All Black selectors must be just a little bit concerned at the way he's idling along. Uh, I, I certainly think um, that's something for them to consider. Not that his position's under threat in the team, but you know, you want him playing well in, in an All Black machine. If it's going to be functioning like it needs to against a good Irish side, you want your number nine in tip-top shape playing great rugby. And at the moment, it's not quite there. Um, uh, up front, uh, certainly the front row, I think. You know, like, obviously, Tunuku uh, Afe is away. Um, and we, we, we have to evolve up front. And we certainly have to make sure that we are keeping up with the style that the props in the rest of the world are playing. And, um, you know, you look at the situation now with Joe Moody out. You know, where are they going to go? What direction are they going to head? Are they going to be heading down the pathway of going for Owen Franks, who's a great scrummager and you know, does the hard work? Or are they going to think of a mindset of conceding a little bit up front in terms of power, front row scrummaging, and get all playing um, multi-skilled props into the mix and we completely change the dynamic of the way our front row is played? That's a challenge that I'm really looking forward to the All Black selectors uh, grabbing a hold of and seeing what they come up with. Justin Marshall, as always, great to catch up with you, mate. Hope to do so uh, in person at the weekend and uh, look forward to that Crusaders-Reds uh, game to kick it all off on Friday night. Have a great week, mate. We'll catch up soon. Thank you. Always a pleasure, Smithy. Take care, mate. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.